Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the City Chatter Podcast. I'm John Burns from the Public Information Officer for the City of Grand Forks, and welcome to Episode 4 of the City Chatter. I'm going to be joined by uh, Grand Forks City Council Member Trisha Lunsky here in just a second. I got a couple of city things to get out of the way because North Dakota DOT has been bombing me with emails. Um, we all care about 32nd Avenue South. When, what's going to happen there? When is it going to get, going to get done? 32nd Avenue South is starting work on Monday, July 31st. It's going to take them a month. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of cones. There's going to be some concrete work. There's going to be a mill and overlay. The concrete work is going to be like curbing gutter type stuff. And uh, so just heads up on 32nd, uh, specifically in the month of August, as people are moving in and out of town, that uh, that's going to be a busy street there uh, down to one lane in each direction for a little bit as uh, as that work gets going on. Uh, bring in, in now uh, Trisha Lunsky, Ward 4 City Council Member. Trisha, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, before we get into some of the nuts and bolts of what uh, happened at the council meeting yesterday, you've been on the council now for about a year. Yes. How's it going? Uh, and I'm going to say, how's it going? Different? What you expected? Uh, anything come out of left field? A year into it, how is it? There was so much more that I needed to learn. I've never done anything like this before. So just how the flow is, um, I really thought we'd get together and talk about things outside of council. I now realize you can't do that as a group. You can do it one-on-one. Sure. Yep. Um, but that, I think, was the hardest part. You know, because I want to talk about things, but I guess that's what Cal is for. Um, you know, we were supposed to talk about it at the meeting. Um, so that, that was a little learning curve for me, but I'm getting it. And to the point of why you can't do it, or you can't have a go meet at Bonzer's and then let's all get together, that's a violation of open meetings laws. Right, right, which I now know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, to city council meeting, let's talk specific about it, some things that were on the agenda yesterday. Okay. Um, one of the big ones is the 2024 budget. Yes. Uh, first off, it's your second go around at a budget. Uh, easier to understand that binder yet? A little bit, but wow, I mean, the amount of of information we got in that 45 minutes to an hour was just overload. Um, so I'm kind of a digester. I need to hear something and then think about it. Um, so I think for the next week, got a lot of work to do to dig into that binder and 
I think a good thing that's happening this year, and I wish it, you know we're, we're not in control of the calendar, but the way the calendar works is when there's a fifth Monday in a month, there's no meeting that week. Yeah. So you actually get two weeks with that binder before oh. you start making decisions. Oh, I didn't realize that. So that's that. I think that's a that's a good thing. Yep. But uh, that's also a. We're not in control of when there's a fifth Monday in a month. Right. And the fifth Monday is nice. It's nice to have a Monday off. But yeah, two weeks is almost too long sometimes. I like doing it weekly. It keeps kind of everything fresh. Sure. Keep, keeps in rhythm. Keeps in rhythm. Um, also, in, I, there's two other things that I think a direct impact to you and your ward um, on the agenda. There was a not so much a discussion, but it was lay out the plan for snowmobile routes in the future and how it'll be discussed. Yes. Um, sounds like you're now on a committee. I am. <laughs> so, I'm very excited. So uh, just kind of lay out what was talked about at council yesterday. So it, w- it was very brief at council, but a committee was formed, um, two council members, some at-large people, um, just to kind of get a better idea of what's possible, what can happen, um, and kind of come up with a solution. And fair to say that that uh, ad hoc committee is, I mean, frankly, what happened last winter is you have snowmobilers over here, you have skiers and snowshoers over here, and, and, and you know, that, 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 that was the battleground, right? Right. It, fair to say this committee's I don't want to say a split to both, but there's representatives from both. Yes, definitely. Uh, okay, so that, that's a good, what comes out of that? Who, who knows? Right, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. Also discussed yesterday um, was the city's special event program. Um, just to let people know, when it comes to special events, uh, you want to do a block party or you want to you know, you know, use town square or something like that. There's a permit process through the city. Depending on the event, and I'm going to get there, uh, depending on the event, uh, how large or whatever, PD may step in and say, hey, we, ne- we need to have police here yes. for for. Pick the reason, number of people, if alcohol's involved, all, all those things. If you, if you don't mind bringing up either questions you had for it. Yep. So first of all, I, I am grateful for the police. I'm not, I'm not trying to say police aren't needed. Um, and just the expectations, nothing was written down. So I think when you have an event, it's just told to you. So how you interpret that, it's, it's up to you, right? So how I interpreted something is different than others. Um, and I think we, it just needs to be a written policy so people know what they're getting into. And, and some of those policy things I think kind of came out yesterday is um, what the officers will do when they're there. Yeah. I, mean, they're, they're, um, I heard Chief Nelson talk about we stand on the edges, right? Stand on the edges. Um, you know, are, are, they, are they actively IDing people, stuff like that? Is, is that some of the things you're looking to see on paper? Right. Yep. Uh, so uh, to some events, they bring their ID scanner. That would be nice to know. I, I believe it's not available every time, um, but that would be a nice heads up. I think for us, when the police were there and it was daylight and kids were there, we wanted them to play games with the kids, be seen, um, just kind of blend with the community, mm-hmm. um, be part of the festival. Sure. Um, and not, not to be, you know, some people get paranoid maybe that's not the right word but we just wanted them to be there and and be part of it i i think there is something to that because lots of times people's interactions with pd is on a bad day right right <laughs> you know normally if you have to call the police you're not having a great day right um and part of the reason your um your knowledge your um i'll use the term expertise in this is uh 
you, the business you own, HP Sound and Light. Yep. HP Sound and Light. We'll, we'll, we'll get into HP more. But along those lines, you've done Greenway Takeover. You've, you've done large events. Yep. I kind of want people to get an understanding. I've, I've, uh, I've brought it up on this podcast before. I've got a side hustle. I do some TV things. I'm just a camera guy. I'm, I'm, I'm this much of this picture. Um, but could you give an idea, when a concert comes to the Alaris Center, how much work is involved in that? Well, it depends. There's so many different variables. Is, did the Alaris Center bring them, or is there a promoter renting out the Alaris Center? So right there, there's two dramatically different yeah. types. Um, are they traveling with production, or is production local? There's just so many variables in an event. Um, what's required? I mean, their, their riders can be 45 pages, and you need to read that. Um, have you heard the story of J-Lo requires... Um, it was M&M's, and she couldn't have any brown M&M's. Okay. Um, and so people thought, oh, she's high maintenance. But the idea is if she walks in, or probably more her people, right. walk in, they see that there's no brown M&M's, they know you read the rider. <laughs> they know sure. you're going to take makes sense. Yeah, that like, makes sense. We've had some um, require an autographed picture of so-and-so in their dressing room. You know, same idea. Sure. They're seeing if you read it. Yep. And then even some of that work on, on when it comes to an event, just say, well, I think Larry Center has a concert tonight, right? Yes, so, so, so let's just say that, that concert, um, they're not setting it up an hour before. Well, let's put it that right. way. Talk about some of the time commitment to a single show. So it, it's a lot of planning. So some people don't realize some shows require 60 stagehands or 24 riggers. Um, not everyone knows what a rigger is, but that's the person who goes in the ceiling yeah. and has to walk on the beam to, to pull a point so a motor can hang, so all their backgroundy stuff can hang safely. Not everyone can be a rigger. No. Yeah. I cannot. I cannot either. I can walk on the catwalk. <laughs> I don't like being a camera guy at the top of a stadium and I get a little, I get a little yeah. woozy sometimes. <laughs> yep. Um, so it's definitely not for everyone, um, but the people who do it are, are great the ones we've had are, have been great, but sometimes you run into a show, like a very big show, and they require so many. The state of North Dakota just doesn't have that many. So sure. You have to kind of bring them in from all over the country. Yeah, man. That's, I, 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 I'm glad you're talking about this because how, how many people go to shows or, or go to events? They're like, boy, more people should do this. Yes. <laughs> I know, and people said, like, why on earth do you have a semi? Like, don't you just go to the Alaris and run their stuff? And it's like, no. Not yeah. quite how it works. Alaris Center doesn't have a stage that size, just in storage. Right. right. Well, and what did uh, the the big concert going around the country right now? Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. I I, th- I think I read somewhere she has two or three teams. There's advanced teams setting up. Yep. And then so they j- they had the concert at Minneapolis. Yeah. That that Minneapolis crew didn't go to the next city. They went to the city after the next city. Right. And so that yeah, they have two separate crews, probably two separate setups. So. I think she only tours on the weekends. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. But I'm um, not a Swifty. I'm sorry. You, you have the wrong Bernstrom here. <laughs> yeah, so it's a lot of prep. I'm sure that probably has two days of pre-rig, which is like set up, because um, there's a lot of pieces in that show. And fair to say, on days of shows, not a lot of sleep. No, it's it, you feel kind of like a, a, a jerk scheduling someone to work from 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. Yeah. And then do it again the next day. You're saying you're the one that set that schedule? Yes. Yeah. Well, sometimes, yeah. yes. Um, uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get back to that business here in a little bit. Um, other uh, news around the city a little bit. 
there's been discussion of an indoor turf facility of some sort, indoor turf and courts. And I bring this up to you because I know you've traveled around to turf facilities around the country. Um, First off, I just, for those that, that aren't as familiar, you know, what an indoor turf facility put cost aside, what that could potentially do for the community. What, what do you see when you go to the other communities that have it? Um, I think it just gives the kids a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, I hate to say this, but a lot of the, a big reason I put my kids in a lot of sports when they were little is to get them off video games. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, no. Hey, you know, so I'm just, there. Yeah, it's you okay. You just got to keep them busy. Um, right now, I have a 16 year old. Um, there wasn't anything in Grand Forks for him. So we have to travel to Fargo three days a week. And I would really like to not. Sure. To do that. Um. Beyond the the work on council or work a day job, um, how much do you think you've traveled for youth sports? In, in I, I know the age of your kids, we don't need to get into that. How much do you think you've traveled for that average in a year? I think well, it's probably like four plane trips. And then multiple, multiple cities and cars, which is a lot of South Dakota. We go to South Dakota mm-hmm. a ton. Um, we go to Minneapolis. We've been to Duluth, Chicago, Kansas City. So we've traveled quite a bit. And I will just say, you've got yourself quite a soccer player is what you have. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you have, which, which, which leads to that. Yeah, okay, so, so you, you hear that, and you're like, boy, wouldn't that be awesome if you one of those trips you don't have to travel Right or two of those trips, you don't have to travel. But then there's the cost to build it. Yeah. As as a council member, as an elected official in Grand Forks, do you have a tipping point in there, or what? What triggers it one way or the other? How are you wrestling with that one? Well, I think what when Brandon, uh, I should call Mayor Buchinski, brought up how much Grand Am brought to Grand Forks. I think that that's a game changer too. Um, of what what they can do for the economy is pretty amazing. And I think let's give our kiddos as much opportunity as possible. Let's keep them active. Let's keep them as a team. Um, I think just to expose them to anything like that, I think is huge. I, I know what's been and it's just proposed. There's there's nothing nothing of firmly on paper yet, but whether it's extending the sales tax that we currently use for the Alaris Center, um, I think Park District made it known they don't they don't see property taxes being involved in this. Um, have you had a chance to think about that, what, what, what that potentially looks like, what, what is maybe a good plan? Is there a hybrid of something out there? What, what, what are you thinking? Well, I think, you know, like combining it with the Alaris, I know has been talked about. Um, you know, we have, we have some of those that's infrastructure already in place. Um, we have, you know, management, all, all those sure. people already. So if we could combine some of those skills, I think that could be huge. Um, I think if we had someone... That was out looking for tournaments. I think that could be huge. So I think there's just a lot of opportunity. Yeah, and you do bring up a good point. If you build it, they don't necessarily always come. Like you, 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 all, you need to get in a tournament rotation, right? right? I, I, my, my children aren't in it at that level that you've been in, but I'm assuming you may have a general idea coming into a year what weekends you're at what places because those tournaments are set. Is that fair to say? Yes, and I think like there's a lot of opportunity to – to utilize the Alaris too, if if we could team up when the turf is already out and have an indoor soccer tournament in the winter, sure. I think that could be huge. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity. And I think some of the things we're seeing is my kids are a little bit older. Sometimes they're playing at 11 o'clock at night at a tournament because there's so many teams. 
and there's just not enough turf. So I think I think Grand Forks could do very well with a, a facility and some tournaments. I, I do think one one of the things that maybe accelerated this conversation was when UND built that Fritz Pollard, and I realize that's a UND facility. UND football uses it. UND track uses it. They have they have quote unquote priority. Yeah. There's youth stuff in there all the time. Yes, and especially, <clears throat> excuse me, last year um, with the winter just oh. really long. It still hurts me a little bit. Like, we're getting into <laughs> August, and I'm like, oh, we're getting too late in summer. I don't like this. I know. Um, but, yeah, they let, so I, my kids used it for track. So they let the track kids use it. They used it for soccer. Um, I know, like, we've done drone tournaments in there. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's so right. lo- lots of opportunity. Um and I think like the seating is, it's great for a track meet, indoor track meet, because those mm-hmm. are really long. Um, <laughs> yes, they it, are. <laughs> it seemed to have enough space for everyone. I've, I've uh, been to the uh, North Dakota State track meet to, uh, when I worked in TV many years, and when it was in Bismarck, and I was in Bismarck last week, and I drove, pa- I drove past the Bismarck Community Bowl, had a little PTSD yeah. kick in. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got sunburned over there. Mm-hmm. I got sunburned over <laughs> Well, just wait till your kids are a little bit older and you have to sit for eight hours to watch them run for 30 seconds. Yep. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I don't know if I've got any runners in my family, but I may have a thrower. Yeah. So, so I'm going to watch them throw three times yep. and then wait for all the flights to get through. And then, all right, did you make it? Did you not make right. it? No, it's a, I get that. Um, your, your backstory a little bit, I, I know it a little bit, but okay. I, I, I think it's, it's kind of interesting, right? Uh, Besides uh, being your children's mother, yep. right? Because um, right now I'm I'm not John. I'm James's dad. I'm Helen's dad. Yep. Yeah, that, that's fine. Um, I when you first came to town, it was because of Ralph Engelstad Arena, correct? Yep, I was living in Minneapolis, and I was contracted to uh, create a website for the Ralph. So I came to town. Um, I would work here five days and work in Minneapolis uh, three days. Some of those overlapped. I, I know that math doesn't add up. But, right, um, right. Um, and so then they just had me do email setup, and then it just kind of evolved. And I was like, well, yeah, I, I can do production. <clears throat> I didn't know how a soundboard worked, but you know, I was like, I can figure this out. But I could do the graphics, so I did all the graphics, um, laser shows, all that stuff. So it was I was committed to be here for six months. So I drove back and forth six months. Um, and then it turned out, um, on a personal level, my mom got sick. Oh. And so I thought, well, living in Grand Forks, I'd be closer to her. So they offered me a full-time job for the first year because I thought I loved Minneapolis. I thought I would move back. Sure. Um, and then I ended up meeting my husband. Yeah, that happens, right? Yeah. I was going to be in Grand Forks for four years. Yeah. That was, that was 26 years ago. <laughs> yes. And my husband said when his daughter turned 12, mm-hmm. we could move. She's almost 30. So. Yeah, there we go. Um, talk about those early days at the Ralph. Uh, when that arena was built, it was about a state-of-the-art of an arena in, I, I will say this, in the world. Yes. Well, you had to figure a lot of things out. I, what, what was that like in those early years of the Ralph? Because you, you were setting a standard. Yes, it was so exciting and so incredible because there was no... There was nothing to follow, right? There wasn't any rules about what you can do during a game digitally or with music or all of that because nobody had done it before. So we kind of got, we pushed it a little bit, um, 
Dean Blaze was the coach at the time, and he kind of encouraged us to push it. Um, I, one season, we we dressed up in the opposing team's uniform mm-hmm. late at night, and we would do things like pull out my cat, like so it looked like the guy in the penalty box. Oh, was, was pet. Yes, petting a cat. cat. There we go. Um, you know, we just got to really push the envelope, and it was it was really exciting. It was a lot of work, but it was pretty great. Uh, and for those that don't know, when the the Ralph was built, and there's fans that uh, go there, what every game, yep. probably been to every game there, um, and see the production, and you know, and they keep making improvements to and all this stuff. But for people to understand, were, were you there? Because I believe it was the Minnesota Wild before they built the X came up here and took a look at at the Ralph. Yes. Yes. Did, did you get pulled into some of those connections for arenas in other parts of the world? Well, Not I, so much asked to work, but what are you doing? Yes, yeah, so a lot of people came to visit, kind of tour, kind of see what we were doing, um, just how, how the flow went, um, how we kind of incorporated fun, fun into the game. Um, you know, because my job w- was to create the other fun. Yeah. But hockey was yeah, the main yes. focus. Ho- hockey was just part of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But we got to keep everyone entertained at TV breaks and all that other fun stuff. And then, is it is it fair to say, to tell you the truth, I've only been on the one side of it, is it fair to say, like, the in-house production, none of that is tied to TV at all? They can, what do you mean tied to? So you're not running commercials that are seen on TV, Correct. or vice versa. Yep, so the TV truck um, takes a feed, so they get all our cameras. Right. Well, I'm not there anymore. Right, but, but they, get, they get all the arena cameras. Yes, yeah. yep, and so they work very well together but yeah they're completely separate so if espn comes in they can pull their truck in plug in uh, it's not quite that easy as plug and go but oh it's pretty close as one who's spent many nights pulling cable yes at the ralph you pull significantly less cable well that's good to hear. <laughs> it's very much appreciated uh the the ralph that experience again you were going to be here for how long and then then Six like, months. Right. You meet somebody and all this stuff. Uh, eventually led to another business, HB Sound and Light. Yep. Um, if you don't mind talking about um, that that business from kind of its infancy yep. to, to, to what you got it to and then uh, the, the, the change that happened last year. Um, so, well, Jamie, my husband, started HB well before. On planning and zoning, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he, he started HB well before me. Um, he had two locations, one in Fargo, one in in Kitson, right next to Rhombus Pizza. Yes. Um, yep. And so he started that. So we were, we were at the Ralph. I was at the Ralph. Then the second year he came on, um, I believe he was breaking stuff just to come. Just to come fix it? Yeah, just to come see me. Sure. Course. Yeah, it's a, it's a quick date. <laughs> yep. So then he was working at the Ralph, too. Um, and then after kids, I didn't realize kids would change your life as much as they did. They do. So we couldn't really work full time during the week and all weekend and have kids. So then I thought, oh, I'll I'll be a photographer because that makes sense. Sure. Because people want pictures nights and weekends. Yep. Yep. You don't get married on Tuesday at noon. You get married Saturday at three. Right. So, you know, didn't really, wasn't the greatest. Um, It was just very busy. Um, So then after a few years of having Reeves photography, I sold that and then started working at HB. Kids and are a little bit older now. They're, they're, they were like three and four, I think. Right. Two and three, something like that. Um, and so we just kind of put all our eggs into HB and, and kind of 
created what we have today. Yeah, well, that was that was quite a creation. I mean, I, I remember your first store in Kitson. Yeah. I remember your second store in Demers. Yes. And uh, I, I know your location now and the, the setup you have there. Um, and, the, and then, but as we talked earlier, there's a ton of work that goes into that. And it's specialized work. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's hard to just hire off the street for that job, I, for those jobs. Yes. Excuse me. I, I get that. COVID hits. It's, it's, it's hard. Um, that industry. And then last year, you guys kind of took a step back. Yep. Um, uh, good for mental health? I think it will be. Will I think be. It's You're been, getting there? It's been really hard. Yeah, because COVID, you know, COVID, it, it felt like our only option was to file bankruptcy when COVID hit. Because in three days, every event canceled. You know, and we have... With, with no reschedule. Right. And, and so we had to lay off people. We'd never laid off anyone before. Um, it was just so stressful. And it just felt we were, like we were going to lose everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the government came out with programs. Um, you know, our banks were great for us. They don't want us to fail. Sure. So they helped us. Um, there was just a lot of support. And then when events did come back, Wow. They yeah. just came back. Yep. Everyone wanted to do a show. Mm-hmm. And we kind of have that mentality of never say no. Um, because if we say no to you and you go elsewhere, you might never come May back. Ne- yep. So we kind of kept everyone. And you know, we we're on call for the White House. So if a president came, a oh, president-elect, sure. or then we kind of had to fit that in, too. So it was just insane. Um and then on, it's kind of a personal story, but last year at Greenway Takeover Festival, our guys were working. You know, Jamie was probably working 20 hours a day, and he started slurring. Oh. And I thought, oh, my God, are you having a stroke? Um, and I think that was the breaking point for me that was just like, we can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. We, we couldn't hire people. Um, yeah, it, it like just, you said, in your your pool of hiring people, again, that's that's a it's specialized work. Right. It, it, it's a laborer, but it's not a laborer. Yep. And, it, and you have to find someone who, who wants to work some crazy hours. Um, so it just, and, and all of our guys, we have some, some we had great employees. Um, and it was just really hard to watch, mm-hmm. watch them. Physically uh, struggle. Yes, yeah. yes. So it just, we couldn't come up with a great solution. So we pulled the plug on events. And decided just to focus on installs and service. And, and along those lines, I wanted to end the story with: there's still an HB Sound and Light. Don't yes. get me wrong. You, yeah. you, you you want you you use the term installs and service. What is that, real quick? Just I've been talking events the whole the whole yes. twenty five minutes here. So. so we have a whole other division, and they go into churches, schools, businesses, homes, and they put in security systems or um, you know fix smart. Not smart TVs, but, you know, can put in a man cave sure, or, sure. or a conference room, a smart conference room, that kind of thing. Right. Okay. Yeah, so that's, thank you for going into that. Yes. I, I, I knew some of that story, but I didn't want to put anyone in, in a spot. Um, but it's I, the, my reason talking about the events and then the reason not everyone does events right. is, is, is a connection. I just got, I'm, I'm part of a state organization called NDPIO. Um, we're a new organization, public information officers, okay. North Dakota. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're a new organization. We just had our first conference, and it was a small conference. You know, we, we did a lot of it on our own in a conference room. Maybe Imagine just a city council meeting on, yep. on steroids, right? Yep. That's what it was. At the end of three days, I was beat. <laughs> I'm sure. And, and that, was, that was just that. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and you, you're talking about concerts and hanging upside down from ceilings and yeah and that's 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 a whole different monster so I, I i personally have an appreciation for that well thank you and i think you know what we live kind of in the middle of nowhere oh yeah um so i think most in larger cities you have one company who does lighting one company who does video one company who does the staging well we kind of did all of it we were kind of a one-stop shop yeah um so i think that kind of burnt us out a little bit too it was great but good at all expert in an untyped deal yeah yeah no i i get that um so i, I mentioned your husband's on planning and zoning we can talk about jamie some other time okay um you know, a little over a year ago, you made the decision to run for city council. Yes. What what uh, what, what type of conversations happened at home? Was there a specific topic that that you wanted to? What were what was behind some of that? Because it, I, I will say this: it takes guts to put your name on a ballot. It takes guts. Yeah. So so what what was some of your thoughts going up to that? Well, I think um, sometimes Grand Forks can be hard for small business. And mm-hmm. I've, I've had those experiences. And I thought, you know, my kids are a little bit older. They don't really want to hang out with me anymore, sadly. <laughs> um, so I felt like I had some experience to give. I had some time to give. And I have some passion to give. So sure. I thought, you know what? I think I could do this. And then um, I, I was also told, nobody's running. <laughs> You're right. You end up being in a three-person race. Yes. Uh, what was the campaign trail like? Was it a positive experience? Was it a tough experience? It was. You know, so I'm, I... I'm not a great public speaker. Um, sometimes I stumble with words. So it, it was way putting myself out of my comfort zone. Um, but, yeah, it was a good experience. I had one person go out and get signatures, and she got the cops called on her. Oh. <laughs> but other than that, it was a, it was a good experience. <laughs> Hopefully the interaction with the police was just fine. Yes. He, the police who came actually signed. <laughs> oh, good. No, that's pretty good. Um, one thing I, I will say, um, I, I had, had uh, Councilmember Osowski on two weeks ago, and as staff, whenever there's a newly elected person, I've been working for the city for 17 years now. 17? I know. I'm that old. Wow. I know. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> My son turns 14 here in a couple of weeks. Wow. And, and for those that don't know, when we when, when our, our family started daycare, you guys were at the same daycare, mm-hmm. so we crossed paths a few times. Um but anyway, when, when, and I've gone through this multiple times. It's not a matter of, oh, this person, that person is just like, I, I need to learn this council member. Do, do, do they want me to reach out? Do they not want me to reach out? Well, I only have to do that with seven people, seven people, eight people counting a mayor, right? Yeah. You have 500 and some employees where you maybe need to, I don't want to say learn names, but who do you trust? Who do you call? How, how has that gone, the interaction with this from the city employee side? Oh, it's been great. Anytime I have a question or, or need some help, everyone everyone has just been so helpful. Um, and I think like with Becky and I, we're both new. Mm-hmm. We don't agree on, on many things. But at the same time, the thing I really like about her is she's always, she's always reassuring. Like even if she doesn't agree with me, she, she just is encouraging. Like speak your voice. Um, and I always appreciate that. Oh, no, that, that that's good. Yeah, that's always uh, – city employees pay attention to elections. And, and not everyone I talk to, we may not agree on, oh, I think that would be a good one. That would be a good one. It's just a matter of, all right, for the next four years, I'm going to potentially have to work with this person in some capacity. So where am I at? Yeah. You know, and just, you know, between the seven of you, you are all different. Yeah. <laughs> yes. None, none of you are the same. None yes, of you are the same. I would agree. Um, so as as we're wrapping things up here – 
Um, looking forward, looking forward, we've talked about the budget. We've talked about the snowmobile th- thing going on. Some council members, when they run, um, and nothing wrong with this, do you have something in, in your time as an elected official that you're like, I would like to see some movement on this? You mentioned small business and yeah. stuff like that. Do you have anything that's in the back of your head of, um, if this comes up, I'm going to get involved? Inner City Bridge. Um, it was, that was really important to me, and it's moving very slow. Um, and I think that's normal. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning that. Um, I think the water treatment park or water treatment plant, the, the old one. Well, the old one yeah. and what potentially happens there. Yes. I'm sure. very interested in, in what happens there. Which is you, you can almost see it from your house, probably. Right. It's yeah. not in my ward, um, but I think that could be pretty unique and awesome for Grand Forks. Um, and I think, I think I would just like to – we're so good when, when a new development comes to town, um, which I am a huge – I encourage all of the developments. Sure. But I, I also want us to look at small businesses and how we can – better support who's already here. Um, and I'm not exactly sure how yet, but oh, okay. I'm working on that. No, no, no. That's, that's good to know. It's good to know. It, again, we have your platform now. Yeah. You're, 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 you got three years to go. Yeah. All the time in the world. All the time in the world. Did the year go fast? It went really fast. You know what I thought? Every Monday, so 52 Mondays. Um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly where that went. Yeah, it does. It does go quick. And it is interesting. There's no meeting next week. Yes. We're all going on vacation. <laughs> I, I can't. Staff is, staff is taking a break. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so when you guys have to be there Monday night, do you yeah. come in late Tuesday? Generally not. Generally I not. I wondered how uh, that works. Depending on... Uh, so during the legislative session, this is... This, okay, this turned into you interviewing me. During the legislative session, um, I, I'm involved with the legislative committee. I, I give those updates to council. Yep. Um, so, you know... The natural time is like, oh, at the end of the week, I'll, I'll take an hour here, hour there, whatever. I don't get paid overtime, by the way. Um, and But the legislative meetings are at 2 o'clock on Friday because that's yeah. when we meet with the League of Cities. So during the legislative session, I, 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 build up, I build up some comp time, and that's just the way it goes. Um, but it really depends on week to week. Like there, there are times there it's just like, oh, you know, maybe at the end of the week I'll, I'll, you know, I'll come in late one day. You know, I'll play around a golf in the morning or something like that. We'll just work it out. And and then something happens, right? right? And then and then you're just into it. But then there are other times where um, things are busy, and I have children, right? yeah. And I've I've made it known to my bosses and all this stuff. Works number two, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if I if I got to be somewhere with kids, um, my wife is wonderful, but I, sometimes I got to be there too, yeah. And it and it and it works out well. So yeah, it's no, it's I did not come in late this morning. <laughs> I did not. I was oh, yeah, I was at work. It's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. You guys went to late last night. It wasn't counting. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I will say this. I think um, we're in a stretch of some long meetings here, um, which, which is uh, Mr. Phelan says it really well. If a council meeting has nothing on the agenda, there's something wrong. That means things aren't happening. You know, you guys were approving, you know, engineering stuff, you know, maintenance things, let alone the budget right. and, and other stuff. Um, not that it's good to have a three-hour meeting every time because right. it can burn people out, but rather have a meeting with substance to it than the meeting where just like, why are we here? Right. I think last night we should have had a budget-only meeting just so we could absorb that. And, sure. Um, yeah. And w- w- just so you know, sorry to interrupt, we have done that before. I, I don't know if it's anything. It yeah. adds a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. 
because we have done budget only. Sorry, sorry, go no, ahead. You're fine. Um, but yeah, I think once you get to the end of that, it, you're just kind of, you don't have a lot of brain power left. Yeah. You, you, you took in a lot of info. Mm-hmm. Took in a lot of info. Thankfully, everything else on that agenda was, uh, I shouldn't say rubber stampable. There's, there's some, there's a crack in a flood wall. Right. So we have to fix that. Yep. But it wasn't so much discussion of how to fix it. Right. It is. Like, fix it. Just get it done. Yeah. So head, heads up, uh, the uh, fees you pay and your, you, the special assessments, you're like, why are we paying special assessments? Flood protection's done for days like yesterday. When engineering comes up and says, we found a crack in the flood wall, we have a plan to fix it. Right. But now we need to tap into this fund. Right. Yeah. yeah. Grateful. Grateful that someone's checking it. Yes. Yes. Isn't it nice? Well, Tricia, um, I appreciate it. I think we're, we're about a half hour into this thing. Perfect. It's, it's thank a, you. It's a good thing. And thank you for coming here on a, on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, we will continue this on. I believe it's about one a quarter for you, council okay. members. So we'll, you'll be getting other emails from me. And and thank you for receiving those. I I appreciate it. And thank you to everyone else for watching a City Chatter podcast here. We're at the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. And as I mentioned before, uh, the road work on 32nd Avenue South is going to get started on Monday, July 31st. And it'll take them about a month. We've been waiting since the snow melted for something to happen there. And DOT's coming to town. Other than that, good night, everybody.